everybody, and welcome to a new edition of Talking About Cars. I'm Randy Cardoon. Everybody has a car story, and if you grew up in the 60s and 70s, you likely grew up on a certain fast food restaurant that made you drive up and talk to a jester's face to order your french fries, tacos, and likely a jumbo jack. And you likely remember this week's guests. Rodney Allen Rippey. Well, Rodney is all grown up now. He even ran for mayor of Compton at one point. He's an entrepreneur today, and he's a car guy. So, Rodney, before we get to the car stuff, let's go to the beginning. What's the story about how you got to be the spokesman at such a young age for Jack in the Box? Well, I was a little kid sitting there. I was living in Long Beach, California. Mom's in the kitchen washing washing dishes, and I'm watching The Little Rascals, so I'm cracking up and just dying laughing, and my mom comes in, and she's drying her hands off, and she's like, what's so funny? And I pointed at the TV, and so she goes, oh, you're laughing at buckwheat. And I'm like, yep. And so she goes, well, you know, Rodney, buckwheat's been around a long time. And I'm like, no, Mom, buckwheat's my age. You know, he's little like me. And she's like, no, no, no. So my mom tells me the history about that. And then she, you know, she goes, wait a minute. What, you think you could do that? You think you, you wouldn't be afraid to be on TV? I'm like, nope. And she goes, no, seriously. And, and like, you were how old? I was three. Okay. <laughs> and so my mom's having this conversation with me. She goes, really? So my mom is the type that will call you bluff. So she goes over, picks up the yellow pages, and starts flipping. And believe it or not, back in 1970, goodness, 1971, you have agents in the yellow pages in a, under the talent section. There was a, like there are managers in the yellow pages. So that's what took me so long to get big. Okay, well, I, I never thought of that. Okay, all yeah. right. And, so she called. And so she started making some phone calls. And before you know it, she had me and my brother and my sister all signed up with an agent. And the first agent was like a complete scam. You know, they just completely ripped us off, disappeared. And my mom, and that day that it happened, it happened actually – our the agent that I got first signed to was in the old CNN that's in the CNN building on Sunset now, and so the crazy thing is they we got to talking about it and the the police came and they said look you need to hook up with SAG and you need to really be hooked up with real the police agents. came to the offices oh yeah the police came to we showed up to the office where this agent was right and there were other parents in the hallway looking all freaked out and my mom's like what's going on and they're like. We think we've been duped. So my mom says, let's go downstairs, talk to the, the, the building manager. They call the police. And they had a special officer that all he worked on was stories like that and issues like that. And so he gave everybody a photocopy piece of paper with Screen Actors Guild on it mm -hmm. and a phone number and said, this is where you're going to find real agents. So we got hooked up with a really great agent. And before you know it, my sister, Beverly Lee, my brother, Kenneth Wayne, and myself, we were all signed up with an agent. My sister, she did a little commercial for uh, Banquet's Fried Chicken, you know, frozen sure, chicken. I remember that. My brother, he got an audition for the old Coca-Cola commercial. I like to teach the world to sing. The big one. Wow. And, got, but that was an audition. Yeah, that was an audition. Okay. And I was the baby of the bunch. I'm the youngest. And so I'm all bummed out because I didn't get any calls yet. And then the call came in from Jack in the Box. And Jack in the Box was really desperate at the time. They were like, we're having some financial troubles Oh, my God, we're going down in flames. We need a kid. We need a mascot. We don't care. Boy, boy, girl, black, white, we don't care. So I go in on this audition with 100 kids, and before you know it, you know, my mom is like, oh, my goodness, Rodney, your first audition, you got to go up against all these kids. 
And my mom says, okay, well, you know, just do your best. Don't talk with your mouth full. <laughs> you know, sit up really pretty. You know, don't touch the food unless they tell you. And sure enough, I went in and they gave me this burger. And, um, and the rest is history. And the rest is history. What's your name? Rodney. Rodney what? Rodney Allen Rippy. What's that in front of you? A jumbo jack. A jumbo jack. From Jack in the Box. Did you ever get a bite out of it? It shouldn't be able to eat. You think you'll be able to get a bite now? Give it a try, Rodney. Tell us how you like it. I can't. I think with all the tacos I ate as a high school kid back in the day, oh yeah, you'd think that Jack in the Box would be independently wealthy by then, and I wasn't alone in eating those back then. <laughs> oh yeah. So they just took the whole audition, and it led to the commercial. Well, what happened was that audition went so well, and the if you go on YouTube, if you type in Rodney Allen Rippy Jumbo Jack, right. you will actually see the first commercial, which was my audition, and it went so well they kept it. And so I get called in the next day. They cut the field to 50, and I go in number one, and they're like, he's our guy. And so from Jack in the Box, it turned into the album. So how long, how many years did you do the Jack in the Box ads? There was a 14-year run I was doing. 14 years. And I did so many different commercials, and then there were promotional items that the doll, the Rodney Allen Rippy doll, the album Take Life a Little Easier, which... I'm the youngest person to ever chart on Billboard with my album. And you were how old? I was five. There's a world out there just waiting for you. So much to see and so much to do. Open your eyes, take in a view, and let you to love. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and traveled all over the United States. Me and my mom, we went to uh, London, England. I performed my album in England at the age of five and you know walked buckingham palace and it's just been a dream life man that's been pretty heady stuff plus the whole american music awards thing yes that's also on youtube yes sir and for those who have never seen it it's you michael jackson mm -hmm. donny osmond uh, and ricky siegel from the partridge family right and so the four of you get up there now you and ricky are just little kids Right. Michael Jackson and Donnie, I would imagine, were probably, I don't know, preteen. Yeah, they're in their teens, yeah. yeah. So they get you up there, and uh, the classic thing that I noticed. Mm -hmm. So Michael Jackson says to Ricky, do you know what the category is? And he responds. Mm -hmm. Donnie says to you, do you know what the you know people that are up for the awards are? And you say... Uh, do you know the next award? The next award is for the favorite pop group. <laughs> do you know the nominations? Nope. <laughs> Nominations. Have you ever heard of the Carpenters? No. <laughs> okay, uh, well, that's one of them. Um, <laughs> have you ever heard of Gladys Knight and the Pips? Okay, well, <laughs> that's another one. And let's see. Well, no, not yet, not yet. Tony, Tony Orlando and Don, do you know them? I mean, the look in Donnie's face was tremendous because it was like panic for about two seconds before the professionalism kicked it's in. Funny. Did you really not know? Let me tell you what happened. We were there as guests. I was there as a guest. And apparently what had happened, Dick Clark, God bless him, man, the greatest producer this town has ever seen, one of the greatest producers, of course. And he saw me and saw Ricky. 
And he goes, oh, my goodness, they look like a miniature Michael and Donnie. Mm-hmm. And on the cuff, he goes, I'm throwing Rodney and him. I have Rodney and Ricky walk out with those two. And the whole thing, and, and me and Ricky just stole the show. And that's what happened. You did. And you it did. was all ad-libbed. I didn't know. And the problem was I couldn't read and neither could Ricky. <laughs> they didn't think, can you read the word the carpenters? And right. we see this big, gigantic word. I'm like, I can't read this. Oh, my goodness. So I just held it up and everyone died <laughs> laughing, you know. Do you mind if an old, do you mind if an old timer helps you? No. Okay. The winner is the carpenters. That's a classic moment. Whatever happened to those guys? I don't know. I think their careers kind of disappeared or something. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Donnie, you know, they, they just went through the ceiling, and Donnie, he's there. I believe he's in Vegas. Him and, his, him and Marie, they're still yeah. doing their show. And, you know, man, we just, what a life, man. What a life. You ever talk to those guys? You know what? I've actually talked to Jermaine recently. I talked to Jermaine a while back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just at that time when I met Michael, it was one of the craziest stories was how this happened. I'm sitting in the second row and in front of me, right in front of me, had a chair that had Michael Jackson piece of duct tape on it. And I said, Mama, is is Michael gonna sit here? She goes, Rodney, probably so. So the show starts and I'm like, Where's Michael? Then he comes in after the first commercial and sits down and I'm having a fit. And I tell my mom, I'm like, Mom, that's Michael. She goes, Rodney, say hello to him. So I tap him on his shoulder. And I said, you're Michael Jackson. And he looks over his shoulder and he goes, and you're Rodney Allen Rippey. I thought I was going to croak. <laughs> and I was like, you know me. He goes, of course I know you. You're the jack in the box. And I was like, <gasps> and so I go, can we be friends? And he goes, yeah. How do you have a normal life after that? You, no, it gets better. No, here's <laughs> oh, the it fun. Does. Oh, okay. it gets better. And I said, can, you know, I'm a little kid and I'm like, can, can I be your friend? He goes, sure. I go, can we exchange phone numbers? He goes, yeah. He goes, give me your number. And I'm going to tell you, every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock on the dot, Michael Jackson would call my house and just say, hey, man, how you doing? What are you doing? What are you up to? How was your week? Did you meet anybody? Did you do any autographs? And he gave me all these incredible pointers about my career and always have time for people and and just, you know, always look great because, man, you never know who you're going to meet. And I was like, oh, okay. And I'm this little boy and getting all these career pointers from the King of Pop. Mm -hmm. Pretty incredible stuff. Oh, yeah. That takes you up to about the time you were 17. Right. I'm getting ready to graduate high school. Again, we're talking to Rodney Allen Rippey. You remember him from the Jack in the Box commercials. And he's been doing a lot of other things. We'll talk about that as well. But Remember, the show is talking about cars, so we're going to segue back into the cars. And the reason I found uh, we bring Rodney on today is because years ago, and this is kind of our story in a sense, Mm -hmm. years ago you were doing some PR thing, and you went to the studios of uh, the former KGIL out in the San Fernando Valley. That's right. I don't remember exactly, were you talking to Larry Van Nuys, or you were talking to somebody out there, Tom Brown maybe? Mm -hmm. But you were out there, I was doing an internship. Ah. at KGIL. And I worked at a campus radio station. And uh, at the time, you were really big. You had to be 77. So that was, uh, how old were you back then? Shoot, 77? I was, I was round. Okay, so I moved to North Carolina in 1980. I was tw- right around 12. 
So, yeah, it was around like 9. So, nine, 10, yeah. so I had the crazy idea, and I, I believe your mom was still there, uh-huh. and I, I introduced myself, and I said, look, I'm, I work at a campus radio station. Mm-hmm. We always get celebrities to do little one-liners for us. Hi, I'm so-and-so, and mm-hmm. when I'm in town, I listen to whatever. That's right. And, and I believe my, my on-air name and persona at the time was the captain. Hi, I'm Rodney Allen Ruby, and next to eating a jumbo jack, I like to listen to the captain. Uh, K-C-P-R, San Luis Obispo. Which was classic. You you obviously don't remember that, and I probably shouldn't be bringing that up. <laughs> but, it, yeah. but it was classic gold for a campus radio station. Oh. We played it. We played the snot out of it, and it was a lot of fun, and everybody loved you, and, and it was oh, an interesting time. Oh. By the way, Rodney, thanks a lot for doing that thing for me 38 years ago. I just cool. Sorry we didn't get back to you at the time. But we started following each other on Twitter mm-hmm. and uh, Facebook, and yeah. also... Just over the years, and and one thing led to another, and I've been promoting this thing about cars, and I noticed that you had a really nice Corvette. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it kind of started, my oldest brother, Ray, had like the holy grail of of vets. I mean, he had a L89 427 Corvette. So that was what, 77? No, no, that was 69. 69, okay. Yeah, and I mean, this was like the big boy. And believe it or not, if any of the car people around here, I'm sure somebody will remember a place out in Whittier called Street Rods. Okay. It was a guy by the name of Norm who owned Street Rods. My brother, Ray, bought the, the 69, and that was the first one in the family. And so when I graduated high school... I had my first car was a 68 Mustang. That was my first car, but I always had that that craving for a vet. And my brother Kenneth ended up getting a 71 350 model, automatic, real clean. And I was like, man. And the opportunity came up. I was on a trip out here in California. I went by Whittier and um, there there wasn't any vets. He didn't have any vets at the time. He had a bunch of other stuff. And so there was another car lot in Whittier, and that's where I found my 71 vet. Let's move back a little bit to mm-hmm. the time where you were 16, 17. The money yep. was there. Yep. Um, you had to be thinking, you're just learning to drive. Oh, yeah. I mean, what kind of car were the parents driving you around in? You know what? My parents, my dad was the, the type of mechanic guy. When we lived in Long Beach all my life, my dad, Fred, I love him. I learned everything I know about cars from watching him. When I was a little boy, even doing the Jack in the Box commercials, my dad would be in the garage working on stuff, and I'm knocking around and in his way, and he goes, look, man, you need to get out of the way. I'm like, I want to help you. He goes, okay, get me a 916 wrench. So I'm digging in the box, and believe it or not, from working with my dad, I learned all the wrenches. And I go, I could look at a 916 and and know it was a 916. So I I became his tool man. So (laughs) that's how I learned working with my dad. And so my first car, you know, my dad, I grew up, the car that we had when I was doing a Jack in the Box commercial Mm -hmm. was a 7455 Bondaville. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember those. So dad had a Bondaville. Mm -hmm. And and the first car that kind of popped up, my dad restored a 65 Mustang for my sister. And that's what that was his gift for her for high school graduation. Mm -hmm. Beautiful white, white on white with these beautiful uniroll tires, fat uniroils and some nice true spoke rims. And my and it was a beautiful car. And so she had that. But the whole time we lived in Long Beach, Dad, 
Dad was the mechanic guy. He had a friend named James that had a body shop in L.A. He knew another guy that did interior work, so they would swap work. And my dad would say, hey, man, I got this. Uh... My dad had, oh, my God, he had a 390 GTA fastback in our front yard. I mean, with tires? I mean, it, this was restored. I mean, he oh, went through okay. it, restored yeah, the, the way them you all. said that, it was in your front yard. I think of on boxes, on crates, oh, no, no wheels. No, no, no. No, he <laughs> restored this thing. And okay. so his buddy painted it. They, he did all the chrome work, rebuilt the motor, and he had this 390 in our front yard. And I think he sold that thing back in the late 70s for about seven grand. Now, you know what that car is worth now. Right. So Now, were you a kid looking at that and going, uh, hello, I'm yeah. over here. I'll take that car. Yeah, well, I was can, just a little guy. Can you guy. save it for me? I wished, I wished. But it turned out, you know, watching my dad wrench on cars and my dad restored a, uh, man, I guess that thing was probably a 50-some model 220 Mercedes. Mm -hmm. And I remember he, I remember him doing all this weird stuff and he was going to Beverly Hills Mercedes-Benz and he was so happy to keep buying parts. And that was an expensive, you know, remodel, but... And he took the wood out and had his buddy revarnish all the wood because it has a real wood dash, you know. Sure. It. So all of this stuff and and just watching him. And but my very first car was a 1968 Mustang. Yep, it was a stick. I, I learned to drive a stick. My first sedan, car. fastback. Convertible. It was a, it was a 68 coupe. Okay. Three speed on the floor with a six cylinder. Yep, and that was my baby, and so I drove that through high school. It had a huge primer spot on the, on the back. <laughs> All my friends cracked up laughing, and, but I was like, okay, it's cool. I'm like, you wait till I graduate. I'm, I'm going to get me some. I always had my dream on my vet, and when I graduated high school, that's what that was my graduation gift to myself. The vet. The vet, that's right. So where did the Mustang come from? You know what? The Mustang was when I— needed a car my dad this I, at the time i was living in north carolina mm -hmm. and one of my dad's best friends had this 68 mustang and um turns out he goes you know my dad said hey you know my son's looking for a car he goes hey i got this this stick mustang out here so i think i bought it for like a thousand dollars and um and we we had the car and uh, and that was that was my transportation for high school, you know, all through high school. Couldn't couldn't pick up too many chicks with a primer spot, but you know, I, I had good gas mileage. But it was a Mustang. <laughs> Come on, Mustangs. Girls love the Mustangs. Yeah, like without the primer spot, maybe. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so you never painted it then? Yeah, you know what? I never got to paint it. The crazy thing was, I had did the interior work on the car and I was just about to get to the body work mm -hmm. and this drunk driver literally T-boned me in downtown Greensboro Ooh. and just totaled it. So I was mad and hurt and yeah, I was a little hurt and rattled up, but I'm going to tell you, I took a real solid lick and thank God I'm glad I was in that Mustang mm -hmm. that night and not my Corvette. Cause I had, you know, if if I'd been in my vet, I don't think that would have been too pretty. No, no, especially fiberglass and the whole thing. No, so, no. so you graduated mm -hmm. high school back there. High school at, at uh, Southeast Guilford High School in North Carolina. All right, and so how did you get the Corvette as a as a graduation present? You know what? Well, thank God, you know, my parents loved me enough to set my my funds aside from all my acting and and. Well, that's my, big. Yeah, they said they'd never touched anything, you know, and at the time I said. I came out to California and I did a Jack in a Box commercial in 1980. 
six. That was the last commercial I did for them. And I came back out to California. And while I was out here, I seen that Corvette and bought it. 14 years as a spokesman for Jack in the Box. Yep. Do you have like a magic card that you could just go to any <laughs> Jack in the Box in the country and get anything for free? I, I could only wish. I could only wish. But you really? Know, you know, I, you know, 14 but, years as a spokesman for Jack in the Box. I'd thinking if you wanted a Jack Taco, two yep. Jack Tacos and a Jumbo Jack or something like that, you could just go, <clears throat> Rodney Allen, Rippey, this is my, this is my, I can buy anything. <laughs> this is my card. gold card. This, this is your gold card. My Jack gold in the Box has a gold card. Oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe someday. You know, I'm, I've always been very, you know, happy to to talk about the experience. And, and a lot of times I'll do interviews and they run the commercials and then from talk shows. And, and I don't care, you know, but it, it's great, you know, because that was a, a moment in my life that, you know, that's what started it all. And, and um, but yeah, I, there, but there is one jack in a box in Huntington Beach. I walked in one day just to go get a burger. You know, I was mm-hmm. down in Huntington and this guy looked at me and he goes, are you Rodney Allen Rippey? And I go, yeah. And he goes, everybody to the front. Everybody to the front. And everybody comes running to the, He was the owner, I guess, uh-huh. the friend. And he goes, do you see this man? You never charge this man for anything. There you go. It's because of him that you're here. And Huntington these, Beach, these, Jack in the Box. <laughs> all these young kids were all, like, shaking in their boots. He goes, he is an icon. He is our corporate. He was our spokesman, you know. And he was a great guy. Really good. So I got I got a couple locations I can get a burger. <laughs> Just a burger. Yeah, well, there you right. go. Yeah, they'll make me pay for the sodas. But that's uh, but it's okay. It's a deposit thing. There you go. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> so you got the first Corvette. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this is or is not the one you have now? This is. I still own my beautiful 1971 oh, wow. 454 four-speed Corvette T-tops, pop-out rear window, telescopic front wheel. I mean, air fully loaded. This is the, the big boy. Is this the only classic car you've ever owned? No, I've actually owned. Well, I after my my Mustang right. after it got totaled, right? Took the guy to court, sued him, got a settlement. There you go, and bought another '68 Mustang. God bless America. There you go, got to sue him, okay. and uh, <laughs> you got to hey, got to take hey, care of that he pain. Hey, he t-boned you for heaven's sakes. Heck Come yeah. on, and he shouldn't have been drinking and driving. So, there but you go. and I got I restored another '68 Mustang. I restored two. 68 Camaros. One was an RS. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and my brother, Kenneth, uh, he's a you know mechanic guy. So we built a stroker motor for my RS. So a little 383 stroker. So are you a Chevy guy or a Ford guy? You know what? I like both. The one car I never owned is a Chrysler. I never owned a Dodge yet. Mm-hmm. Do you I've want been- one? Hey, maybe someday. They're and going- if if so, uh-huh. if so, because I usually ask four questions yeah. of uh, the people who come in, Yeah, uh, I'll do this out of order. That's fine. Sure. Of the cars that are out there that are number one on the Rodney Allen Rippey, I want this car someday. Man. Assuming money was no object. Uh-huh. What would it be for you, you think? You know what? I tell you, I- I've been looking at that, that, that Ford F40. That that Ford, the new Ford, the new Ford F40, the um the um Ford GT, the Ford GT, yes, yeah, the, the new Ford, version of the Ford GT, yeah, the Ford GT. That's a pretty little car, and um, still a fan of the Corvettes, and really a big fan of that new Mustang. That that new Mustang GT is a, it's beautiful. The lines, there are so many versions though of the Mustang. Mm-hmm. It's like you could get okay, you could get the Ford GT, yep. the Mustang GT. You could get the the Boss, yeah, various and sundry yep. editions. There's the Hertz, 
you know, yeah. version. There's so many different Mustangs out there. Right, right. It, it's almost like, oh my gosh, you have to, you have there's to have a program. There's something there for everybody. That's the beauty of what the the, the American automotive manufacturers are doing, and they're they're fixing it up. And I mean, you've got everything from economy to like super muscle cars. I mean, these things six, seven hundred horsepower. You know, hats off to Dodge. You know, for bringing it. You know, with their you know, they're Hellcat. Well, let's let's ask the question here. Yeah. Hellcat? Uh-huh. Um, I, I, we recently, on one of our shows, we mm-hmm. talked to uh, Henrik Fisker. Nice. Who has the rocket. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, yeah. there's several other versions that are like that, so I, I'm yeah. going to just mention that because we've had Henrik on the show. Sure. Uh, or the Corvette version, and mm-hmm. believe me, I, I there is a Corvette version that incorporates all this stuff. Right. All right, you've got three sitting in front of you. Which one do you like? Which one do you drive home? Wow, man. You know what? I've always I've been partial to Chevy. I, I really have. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a Chevy man because I've, I, I've kind of— Got my hands into them, and and like I said, restoring those two sixty eights. I mean, that's a different, you know, whole era. But it was it's something about when you're when you pull up in a Chevy, or you know, especially something classic. There, there's some fun, but again, I love you know domestic muscle. I've always have loved, I, and I really hope that America continues to generate these cars and i think the balance should be that we need to be exporting just as many as we're importing and let everybody else around the world have a little you know american fun i don't know about that they're they're buying all the old cars anyway and and sending them over i've i've sold like three cars they've all gone to like sweden norway oh (laughs) well you can't let the you can't let the old stuff go you got to keep the old stuff here on our land i I only have that big of a driveway i can't i don't have a leno garage but that's all right that's Mm -hmm. uh, but uh so of the cars that you've had, yeah. and I don't know if you've even gotten rid of any, but one of the questions we always ask, mm-hmm. of the cars you may, you've may you had and then got rid of, is there any car you've ever had that you'd love to get back? Yes, and I'm going to tell you what happened. I had my own radio talk show here in L.A., and it was the Rodney Allen Rippey Show, and it was the how-tos of the entertainment industry. And I launched a show by selling both of my Camaros. I had restored these cars and this guy pulled me over one day. I was cruising through Glendale, and this guy pulled me over and goes, "Hey, you want to sell it?" I'm like, "Nah, man." He goes, "Let me give you my card." So I had. Wasn't this... that Count Customs guy from Vegas? Was it? No, thank oh, okay. goodness. <laughs> oh, what, <laughs> what happened was, I had I had this guy's card, and I was gonna launch my show, and we had a sponsor that fell out at the last minute, and I had everything in place, and I said, "This is crazy," you know, and I'm not I'm not gonna back off of my show. And I said, well, Rodney, you'll be able to get another Camaro. And so I called the guy, and I said, hey, man, you still interested in the Camaro? He goes, yeah. He goes, and I go, well, I got two of them. What? My buddy wants one. So both of these guys come over and paid me cash, and they drove off. Cash. Cash. And they drove off in my in my Camaros. The RS and my, my other 68 Oh, and both of them were beautiful, but they're they're gone. You know where they are? I mean, uh, if you could get More, them, get the whole could, of them. If I could get my hands on them, they're probably still here in Southern California. They're both were they were California cars, mm-hmm. no rust, clean, and boy, I just it makes me makes me want. And both of them were that factor for what weird reason? Both of my '68s when I pulled the paint code, they were both butternut yellow. 
Both of them were. I don't like why. How, how did I find two different Camaros? But they weren't butternut yellow when you had them. No, no, they well, one was blue and the other one was, and one both of them were blue for some weird reason. And what I ended up doing was I made one. Uh, I painted it uh, Acura Legend silver. I painted it silver and it had blue velour interior. I put. I just changed it up, made it real custom and, and, and comfortable and put some high back custom seats in it and velured the door panels. And it was just like, oh, man, everybody who's seen the car wanted it, you know, because mm-hmm. it was just beautiful inside. And and uh, my RS, I kept it a little more racy because it had the stroker motor in it. And so I just left it black, black leather interior and, you know, and just put in a carpet mold and. Sealed it up, new door panels and window seals, and I was happy, you know. So what do you have in your garage right now? You you still have the Corvette. I still got my Corvette, and right now my daily driver is a 89 GMC Jimmy that I'm going back through, restoring it. Kind of, you know, I've always loved that whole uh, the whole Cyclone thing that, that GM did back in the day, and it was the Cyclone and the the Typhoon. Right, right, the yeah. GMC. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and those are some pretty nice deals. And so I was thinking about recreating and building my own version of that. that yep. That's very cool. That's yeah. did, you, did you know that GMC once had an El Camino? Yes, I did know that. I did know and, that. And the only reason I remember this is mm-hmm. I knew they had it, but I forgot what they called it. And I was mm-hmm. watching one of the auctions the other day, wow. and they had one going through the auction, mm-hmm. and it was called a Caballero. Caballero, that's right. So uh, I just completely, you know, that's like mm-hmm. that, that little commercial where your brain just goes, and I was like, oh wow, okay, I yeah. got it. My dad, my dad, he just recently sold a 1967 SS 396 Chevelle, factory four speed car, posi car, and he sold it to a buddy of his back in North Carolina, and this car probably now has about seventy five thousand in it. And you should see this car. 572 cubic inch injected motor. I mean, the guy's got like, I think he's got like a new, like five speed transmission he's going to put in the car. And it's just been completely redone. Polyurethane suspension, front and back. And the car has got this big, you know, you know, GM power plant in it. And it's just awesome. Stainless steel exhaust all the way out. Beautiful. See, this is what talking about cars is all about you just start getting somebody talking about certain cars that they had in their life and yeah. the next thing you know um a bunch of time has gone by that's right <laughs> yeah that's true that's very cool so you can always post this if people want to follow you yeah on uh on twitter or facebook or yeah, whatever can, how, how do they do that you can find me on facebook it's rodney allen rippy you can find me at twitter and um you know i'm excited i'm all, i also have my own marketing pr company called rip marketing group and i'm rehashing my website and getting ready to relaunch again. And um, one of my clients is a uh, company called uh, uh, OEM Audio, and they actually landed a deal with Toyota that they make the high-end audio systems. And so if you go into uh, Toyota and you say, hey, you know, I want a new Tundra, but I want the OEM audio system, you can buy it. It's all plug-and-play. You don't have to hack up your car. It comes with a completely rated you know, crossover system, everything, and it just high fidelity. It's just incredible. 
Rodney Allen Rippey. By the way, the American Music Awards clips, courtesy of Dick Clark Productions. I suggest you go look at those clips on YouTube. They are a classic. Hey, if you like what we're doing and you're listening on iTunes, please help us out. Take a moment to rate us, write us a review, and most important, subscribe to Talking About Cars. It's absolutely free. And if you're listening on SoundCloud, like us and follow us and spread the word and let your car friends know about all the great guests and cool stories we have on our Talking About Cars podcast. Also, check out our videos with our partners at Generation Auto. Check them out by going to YouTube and look up Generation Auto. No space between the Generation and Auto. Just type in Generation Auto as in one long run-on word. Until next week, I'm Randy Cardoon. Join me next time as we have some fun talking about cars.